Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So, uh, as I said in my uh, teases I do every morning for Parlor here, believe it or not, Twitter is at it again. The, the tech overlords at Twitter, I'm telling you, folks, I'm not making this up. Again, I'm one of the owners of Parlor. Let me put that out there. But the overlords of Twitter really don't care. I'm not kidding. They don't care about conservatives at all. They did, What did they do? They're now what, throttling, temporarily limiting, temporarily suspending Don Trump Jr.'s account. What? I got more on that in the show. Today. Yes, yes, yes. Believe it or not. I got more on that. I've got some new data on Corona and a Spygate connection between Spygate and impeachment. I didn't discuss yesterday that slapping us all right in the face. It's a loaded show. Let me get right to it. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Surf the web with peace of mind. Get a VPN and protect yourself today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? I'm, Fine, sir. I'm doing well. I wasn't ready for that one, though. Yeah. They, they yeah. Don't well, die. either was I, because I had a whole show planned. See, usually yeah. the way this show works is I line up page one, uh-huh. and then page two is the stuff I'll get to later. <laughs> I had everything planned out, and then this story just broke about Twitter throttling Don Jr., and I thought, oh, we got to talk dude. about this. So a lot to get through today. We got that and some Spygate follow-up stuff from yesterday. Right. Uh, today's show brought to you by friends at... <laughs> Simply safe. Here's the thing about home security companies. Most trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, and really terrible customer support. So while there are a lot of options out there, there's only one no-brainer. And that's Simply Safe. Super easy to set up. We love it. Have the app. My wife set it up in about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. We actually just added to it here. It's a great home security system. I know a little bit about security. Works great for us. Simply Safe's got everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. We got cameras everywhere. Professional monitoring keeps keeps watch day and night. Send the police, fire, medical professionals if there's an emergency. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. Took us a little longer. We added to it, but we just, we wanted the whole place like locked down. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. It's really that simple. No technicians required. There's no contract, no pushy sales guys, no hidden fees, no fine print. It all starts for how much? $15 a month. It starts at $15 a month. I'm not the only one who thinks Simply Safe is great. US News and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. Try Simply Safe today. Go to simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. There's nothing to lose. That's Simply Safe. S-I-M-P-L-I. Safe. SimplySafe.com slash Dan Bongino. SimplySafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Go check it out today. All right, Joe, let's go. It was a weird blink. I had an urge to blink my left eye right there, which is very strange. All right, so let me just get to the story first before I get to some of the other stuff because it's important. Right before we got on the air, this happened. There was a press conference up on Capitol Hill about hydroxychloroquine, the uh, uh, anti-malarial lupus drug, autoimmune disorder drug that in some cases is being used to treat coronavirus. And apparently the tech tyrants don't like that. Again, we're living in you know the Soviet Union now when it comes to tech platforms. They will tell you what you can and can't hear because they think you're too stupid to hear for yourself. Listen, it happens to us all the time, folks. Um, we're not intimidated We're working on backup plans now, but I'm not kidding. Whenever we mention any of these topics at all, what winds up happening is our show is throttled on YouTube. You don't believe me? Look for yourself. Go to our YouTube channel. 
Whether you want to subscribe or not, I don't want this to, I don't want, there's no ulterior motive here. Go to our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Bongino and look at our views. Whenever we mention anything about coronavirus and we cite actual studies and we just read them, if it doesn't comport with the leftist thinking on the coronavirus, the show is thrown. Just look at the numbers. We were doing a week of 180, 200,000 views, and then we dared mention uh, some uh, some uh, other information outside the mainstream, and boom, cut in half. These, tw- these tech overlords can't stand it. They are committed to telling you only what they want you to hear because they think you're too stupid to evaluate the information yourself. Well, what happened? Well, Don Jr., Don Trump Jr. tweeted out a video of some medical professionals up on Capitol Hill talking about hydroxychloroquine, and look what happened. This is uh, uh, Andrew Sarabian's at breaking Twitter and Jack Dorsey have suspended Don Trump Jr. for posting a viral video of medical doctors talking about hydroxychloroquine. They really limited some of his account for he wasn't totally suspended, but they demanded he deleted the tweet. This is really happening. Big tech is the biggest threat to free expression in America today, and they're continuing to engage in open election interference. Full stop. Ladies and gentlemen, he's right. Again, I've mentioned Parler before. I try not to hammer it too much on this show. Um, I only try to talk about it when it's relevant to the discourse of the day because I don't want to batter you over the head with stuff like, hey, buy the book, do this, do that. But folks, I'm only involved with it because I believe in it. Believe me, it's not about any money thing. It, I, I have a financial stake in it, but I really genuinely give a damn about what's going on right now. That's why I do stuff. That's why like, I didn't like Drudge. I started Bongino Report. You have to do stuff. Talk is great. It's really fantastic. But sometimes you got to put skin in the game and go out there like all of you do. And you have to do stuff. That's what changes things. That's why we started Parlor. Because I got tired of this. Now, I just want to bring this up. And I don't say this because I get up very few emails. on it. But say out, of, say out of 100 emails I'll get about the tech tyrant fight against the tech tyrants who won't let us speak. They'll say, Dan, the fight is here on Twitter and on YouTube. I don't disagree with you. I'm on Twitter and YouTube. You're watching this, many of you, on YouTube now. I'm not deleting my account. I'm not, just to be crystal clear, I'm not asking you to do that either. Please understand, I get this all the time. Dan, I'm not retreating. I am not asking you to retreat. I don't disagree with you at all. I post to Twitter all the time. My videos are on YouTube. I'm not leaving. I'm simply suggesting to you that it's only a matter of time before you're impacted by their policies too. I've already been hurt by it. You need a social media home that's not going to do this. You need a home that's not going to throttle you for daring to bring up an alternative idea that makes people a little uncomfortable. That's the only reason I'm involved in Parlor. And I bring it up, Paula gave me a great analogy this morning. For the people who email me, and I appreciate your opinions. I don't mean this as a knock. And they say, Dan, I'm not leaving. I'm not asking you to leave. I'm simply telling you, you really should establish a home base over at Parlor. I don't have any financial interest, by the way, in BitChute or other ones, but other video platforms too. Because one day you will be impacted. This fight is coming to you on social media too. And what are you going to do when Twitter tells you you're suspended? Paula said to me this morning, it's like, You know, it's like suggesting you go to a restaurant that poisons you every day and you're like, I'm going to keep going back until I prove a point, clean this restaurant up. Good luck. There's a way to fight and a way not to. Or someone tweeted to me this morning, ironically on Twitter, when I posted about this, they said, 
This is like, this is, it's not quitting. It's setting up an alternative home because you're, you're playing cards with someone with a marked deck. They'll ban you. They will stay. They've already, we're not allowed to run ads on Twitter. No one's ever explained to us why. This show, I will take a big financial hit on this show today because I will undoubtedly be throttled. And when the numbers go down, we lose money, which is fine. I'm not sure that this isn't some like joke. I do it because I don't, it's not about them. It's about the fight. It's not about the dinero, the dough, the money, the scratch, whatever you want to call it. It's about the fight. I'm with you in it. If I wanted to forego the fight and forget about it, I could make a whole lot of extra money by letting it go. I'm interested in the fight. I'm here for you. I'm just suggesting to you, we've established a home base for you. If you want to join, go right ahead. If you don't, go right ahead. I'm not asking you to leave anything. I'm just telling you to be very careful because you're eating in a restaurant that's poisoning you every day. And one of these days, they're going to knock you off and he ain't going to be around to eat anymore. You're playing cards with a guy with a marked deck. You can't possibly win. And sooner or later, your wallet's going to be empty and you're not going to have any money to bet anymore because you can't win a hand. They will ban you tomorrow if they can throttle the president of the United States' tweets and temporarily limit what his son tweets over a simple video about medical advice you may or may not disagree, you may or may not agree with. You think you, you really believe you're safe there? The fight is there, but the bigger fight is setting up free market alternatives. All right, enough on that. I appreciate it. And I really mean it. I respect your opinions on it. And I agree with you. Don't retreat. That's what's frustrating. That's maybe why I hope that didn't come off the wrong way. But that's why my frustration is here because I'm not, you're emailing me on something we totally agree about. It's not adversarial. I'm not telling you to retreat. I'm just telling you, be safe. Be safe and set up somewhere where they're not going to come after you. All right, moving on. Um, speaking of coronavirus, you know, the, the misinformation out there is just absolutely stunning. I mean, we're being subjected. Now, now do you understand why the flow of the, the, the fight against bad information is good information and more information? And if you believe information conservatives are putting out is bad information, then put out more information yourself. I'm open to it, ladies and gentlemen. You want to show me studies on chloroquine or remdesivir or whatever that are good or bad. I am open to it. I'm not, I have no financial stake in these companies. I don't, I don't, I'm not like a chloroquine fanatic. I just want to see the data. That's all. I'm telling you the data you're getting now about what's going on in many of these states by the media is outrageously off base. I'm getting these calls constantly about this. There's a state of panic in Florida. It's like the walking dead. Officer Rick is around with the axe and the revolver. People are dying. Folks, do you want to see the actual data or do you want to listen to the media? Florida has a problem. It's largely isolated to South Florida, where we've had a pretty dramatic spike. It is now leveling off. But again, before I move on quickly, here's the data from Statista.com that tracks daily the number of deaths per 100,000 people. It'll be in the show notes, this exact link. If you want to go to just directly there, go to bongito.com slash newsletter, directly to the website, statista.com. Death rates from coronavirus in the United States as of July 27th by state. Look who's at the top. New Jersey and New York with a staggering. New Jersey's now number one. 178 deaths per 100,000 people. That is a tragedy. 
New York is number two, 168. Now, for those of you who've been told by the media that New York is a success story, along with New Jersey, run by far-left liberal tyrant governors who jailed gym owners like the Attila's gym guy who dared to open his business. You've been told this is a huge success story, right? Conveniently, again, these states are run by liberals. Well, where's Florida? Again on this, which you've been told is a horror show, Walking Dead style, George Romero. Zombies are out of the ground. Florida's dying. Everybody's dying in Florida. So you, you'd think they'd be close to New Jersey's uh, 160, uh, 178, excuse me, deaths per 100,000 people. Yeah. I had to take two screenshots of the chart because that's how far down Florida is. Throw that up. This is chart two. If you want to watch again, youtube.com slash Bongino. Florida, 27. 27. Deaths per 100,000 people. 27 deaths too many. Obviously, these are human beings. These are not statistics we're talking about. We don't live in Stalinist Russia where they talk about people like their appendages to the state. But the data, again, ladies and gentlemen, matters. Remember the Turkey problem we talked about last week? Data matters. Why does data matter? Data matters because we make decisions based on sound data that impact people's lives. If you're being told Florida is some hellhole that has to shut down again, people are dying everywhere, decisions that will impact people's lives, their businesses, their kids' education, shut down the schools, shut down everything. We have to stop this. We need to be more like New York. New York is five times worse than we are. Almost six times for New Jersey. They're six times worse off than we are. Shouldn't the media be saying whatever happened in New York and New Jersey, don't do that? But that's not what they're saying. Again, if you're not coming here and on other shows, Mark Levin's show and otherwise, you're not getting the truth from anyone. You really believe Florida is the apocalypse and New York and New Jersey, which lead the country by far, it's not even close, in deaths per 100,000 people are some kind of model of success we should emulate elsewhere. I, I, don't, I don't know who told you that. And I'm very sorry that you're, you know, you're not looking at the actual data and you're making decisions based on a false premise. But it's doing a lot of damage. All right, let me move on. I want to get to those two stories. They weren't even in my, that's why I have to flip back to page one. Those, that wasn't even in my original plans for the show today. I had a whole different setup, ready to rock and roll. And last minute I saw all this stuff and I wanted to get it out there because it's very frustrating. I was a bit frustrated on Fox last night. Some of you saw my appearances. If you watch me on Hannity at night, I was very frustrated last night. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to come off so I came in and I was talking to my wife and I'm like, did I look mad? She's like, yeah, you look mad. I'm just really frustrated. I called the, the media people morons. I said, no, not morons. I'm being nice. They're actually imbeciles. And I was talking about how these media people who feed you misinformation about Florida and block information about treatments for, for uh, uh, coronavirus because they don't like it. You know, oh, no, I'm not, we're not going to put that out. You're not allowed to hear that. That they're making a big mistake. They think we're living in a pre-digital era. We're living in a digital era now. We're not living in the Walter Cronkite era, where if it wasn't discussed on CBS, NBC, or ABC, and Peter Jennings or David Brinkley didn't mention it, Joe, it didn't happen nationally. You remember That's that. Right. You're a little older than I sure. am. Yeah. If Cronkite, Jennings, Brinkley, Brokaw, and others didn't talk about it 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, nationally, 
Nobody talked about it. It didn't happen. If it wasn't on the front page of the New York Times, the old gray lady, nobody knew about it. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, that era is over. It's, listen to me, it's over. We live in a digital era. Everybody's got this, the camera on their phone. Everyone, everyone's a reporter now. Videos go viral. Oh, Twitter's going to ban it. They'll find it elsewhere. It's on websites, search engines. They can't pull it down as fast as people can reload it and put it up. You can try to be Soviets. It's not working. This video about the doctors and, uh, and on the Capitol Hill briefing yesterday they did went viral. It didn't matter they pulled it down. People kept putting it back up. You're, it's, those days are over. And that's why I was so mad last night because it's, it applies with the riots too. They're not riots, they're peaceful protests. Really, we're watching people burn the courthouse down and beat the out of cops. Uh, are you missing that? Oh, you think because, you know, George Costanza on CNN didn't say it, that it doesn't exist? It's not what happened. All right, let me get to my second sponsor because I want to, there was a stunning interview with Valerie Jarrett. Valerie Jarrett, Joe, she's back. Valerie Jarrett, Barack Obama's uh, right-hand woman. She's back. Why she went on uh, with Maria Bartiromo this morning, I have no idea. (laughs) Maria Bartiromo on Fox is... uh, 10 times smarter than Valerie Jarrett and uh, Maria Bartiromo ate her lunch, but she went on and uh, the videos are stunning. And I warned you this was going to happen. All right, I'll get to that and I'll get to the connection between the impeachment thing and Spygate and the name you're going to, I promise it's going to sound familiar. Uh, Today's show also brought to you by friends at Liquid IV. Hey, believe it or not, dehydration occurs daily in three out of four people. No good, especially down here in Florida where it's super hot. With Liquid IV, you get the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two or three bottles of water. This is Paula's personal favorite. She will not run or work out without it down here. We love it. Liquid IV, it tastes good too. Proper hydration can boost your immunity. One serving of Liquid IV provides the same hydration as two or three bottles of water. It has essential vitamins and more vitamin C than an orange, as much potassium as a banana. It's healthier than their sugary sports drinks. It has no artificial flavors or preservatives, less sugar than an apple. It's made with clean ingredients. It's non-GMO, vegan, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Well, what makes Liquid IV so effective? Why does it work so well keeping those muscles in your body and everything super hydrated? It has cellular transport technology, the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium, which delivers water and nutrients into your bloodstream. My buddy, my doctor friend texted me the other day, said he just picked up a box of this stuff. It's a perfect balance to keep you hydrated more effectively than water alone. One stick and 16 ounces of water can give you as much hydration as two or three bottles of plain water. Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. They're donating two to three million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. It's available nationwide at Costco and Target. You can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use promo code Bongino at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code Bongino at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Use promo code Bongino. You're going to love this stuff. You won't get that, those dry lips anymore. I should have had one this morning. I'm actually a little thirsty right now. Maybe we should take a break and I should go get one. Just kidding. We'd be very upset. We'd have to stop and start again. Causes all kinds of splicing problems with the show. All right, let's get right to it. So Valerie Jarrett's on Maria Bartiromo's show this morning. And I, Joe, Joe, please, as my... Check and balance on the show. Yep. We have separate branches of government here. The Paula branch, the Dan branch, the uh, the uh, Drew branch, and the Joe branch. It's like four separate branches here. Yep. But I am the executive here. Mm-hmm. 
I am the the president of Bongino Inc. Did I not say a few years ago that the Democrats were going to drag out this whole Spygate thing, drip and drizzle bombshells here and there? And why? Because they didn't want any kind of like big front page splashy story. Mm -hmm. And then when it all comes out and drips and drizzles and the glass is full of the scandal, they're going to say, this is old news, man. Why are you bringing this up? Joe, did I not say that? You did say Do you that. Re yes. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Because where did they try this before, Joe? Remember Benghazi? <laughs> now we forget. found, I mean, we all know the story about Benghazi. I mean, now what if you bring it up now, even on like media outlets, yeah. cable news outlets, they'll be like, oh, Benghazi. That's old news. As if these four people who were heroically killed defending our special mission complex in Benghazi as if they've been resurrected from the dead Lazarus style and there've been no consequences. That's what they did with Benghazi. Mm -hmm. An email dripped out here, an email dripped out there. And over the course of two years, when we understood the full scope of the scandal, by the time you brought it up, they were like, that's, that's it's old news. We're not talking about that anymore. I warned you they were going to do this with the Spygate scandal. Here's Valerie Jarrett this morning with the move on approach. Check this out. Do you believe if Jim Comey knew that the dossier was fake and garbage and he kept going, re-upping warrants to spy on the Trump campaign, that he should go to jail? Well, Maria, look, I have very a high degree of confidence that our intelligence community and investigators comported themselves responsibly. Uh, look, Lindsey Graham is the one that encouraged Senator McCain to turn over the dossier in the first place to the FBI. And so I can't tell you all of the reasons why Comey went forward with his investigation. Maybe this was one piece of a bigger puzzle. Uh, but I do know that it's nearly four years ago, and I don't understand why our focus isn't on what's happening right now and today. That's the investigation I'd like to see. Well, what's about a big? I I I, to yeah. I yeah. told you, yeah. I Joe. Yeah. Remember the Clinton impeachment? Yeah. The same thing. They yeah. they listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrats do this all the time, all the time. The Clinton impeachment when they found out about the in the Oval Office with you know you know the whole deal, trying to keep it somewhat family friendly. When Clinton did his little, you know. Remember what happened when the impeachment trial, what was started? What was the name of the website again that started to get where they said we don't need to. Oh, moveon.org. Yeah, yeah, moveon.org. You know, that's how that started, right? Moveon.org. That's how that started. Oh, you don't remember that? They actually have a website. It's time to move on. We don't need to be talking about Bill Clinton in the Oval Office. We don't need to be talking. We need to move on. You understand this is a deliberate, tactical approach. They do every time you have them dead to rights. They do the same thing. They leak slowly but surely little Lego pieces. And then when you see that the Lego spells out blank you, you're like, oh my gosh, that's offensive. But you didn't see it because little pieces were added to create the F and all that other stuff. And you didn't see it till years later and you didn't realize you were being insulted. They, you understand that they know they can't hide this stuff forever. Just like the Clinton impeachment and the body bags in Benghazi. They couldn't hide it because Monica had evidence. If you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Again, we're trying to keep this show somewhat family friendly. She had evidence.
In Benghazi, we had actual body bags and emails. The Democrats know this stuff is going to get out. So they drip an email here and an email there. They extend the timeline. And then by the time the public has forgotten most of the details of the scandal, like they're trying to do with Spygate, hacks like Valerie Jarrett, tyrants, go on Maria Bartiromo and go, this was four years ago. So what? We spied on a presidential candidate, weaponized the CIA and the FBI, attacked the civil liberties of numerous Americans, and spied on the president of the United States in an attempt to remove him from office in a soft coup. It was four years ago, Maria. Why are you focusing on little things like that? Move on. .org. <laughs> that was the website. Look it yeah, up. Yeah. That's how the website started. Mm -hmm. This is their thing. I warned you about this. Our audience archivist, Judy, who's the greatest ever. If you could find that show, we'd love you to death. If you could find the actual clip, I will play it on the show. I don't know when it was from. I'm very sorry. But she's good at this. She like, has my library like no one else. If you can find that clip, I never play clips of myself from the old days. I'll play that clip where I told you they were going to do this. They do it every time. Now, here's clip two from this, where hack Valerie Jarrett, big police stater. Here's another lie. So lie number one is, don't worry, this is no big deal. It's four years ago. Lie number two is, no, no, this one's, this is beyond hilarity. You want to laugh, but it's a tragedy is going on. This is Valerie Jarrett to this day, still insisting that Mueller's report found some wrongdoing. There were no criminal charges. And let me, while you're listening, let me just preface this first by what they do here. This is another Democrat trick. Marie Harf does this on Fox all the time. She says, there was a lot of evidence that there was some Trump nefarious activity with Russia. She doesn't understand what evidence is. I've used this example before. It's like me accusing Joe of robbing a bank. I do a thorough investigation like Mueller did on Trump. We find out Joe did not rob the bank. The bank's in Maryland and Joe was in China the day the bank was robbed. And yet I still point to the evidence in the report. Joe's an account holder at the bank. Three days earlier, Joe was taking video of the front door. Joe's Google Maps shows he drives by the bank every day. All, by the way, coincidences that not in and of themselves, Joe just lives in a neighborhood. He was taking a photo of the bank because Joe had his new, the son had his new uniform on. He went to take a picture and the bank was in the background. It has nothing to do with a crime he didn't commit. This is what, do you understand? This is what they're doing with the Mueller report. Hmm. They're saying Trump crossed, he crossed paths with a Russian at one point. Trump Jr. met with a Russian. Yeah, well, yeah, we know. And we have the translator's account of the meeting who said nothing nefarious happened there. Did you read that? You understand what they're doing? They're putting together separate, distinct data points. They're calling it evidence. It's not to prove a crime that didn't happen, happened. Listen to Valerie Jarrett do this right now, talking about the Mueller report, which says the exact opposite of what she thinks it says. Check this out. I'll check this out. Did President Obama direct any of this? That's not how it works. That's not how our investigations work. That we leave that to the intelligence community to bring forward information. And, and, and the dossier, I would imagine, would be one piece of a much bigger puzzle. And so if you're saying, is it important to make sure that there isn't influence? And actually, the Mueller report didn't conclude that there wasn't any wrongdoing. In fact, he was explicit in saying quite the opposite. And so I don't think we should read in where well, there hasn't Mike, been actually any conclusions to that effect yet. You're making statements that actually just, haven't been just proven. Just to be clear. 
Just to be clear, Robert Mueller said no collusion. Michael Horowitz, the IG uh, of the FBI, said that the dossier was, quote unquote, an essential piece of all of this investigating of the Trump campaign. Essential piece was the word Michael Horowitz used. So you say it was part of a larger uh, mosaic. We have no evidence of that. We only have evidence of the dossier. But I really appreciate you coming on this morning, Valerie, and answering the tough questions that our audience certainly wants answers to. See, Bartiromo is terrific. And the mistake <laughs> Valerie Jarrett made is she's going up against a far superior intellect that has an actual grasp of the facts. Valerie Jarrett, no, no, there's a larger mosaic of information we use to win after Trump, to go after Trump. What, what, really? Um, Joe, where is it? Have you seen it? I'd like to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me too. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. Me and Joe are of like mind here. Mm-hmm. Paula, would you like to see it? We're getting a nod from Paula too. Mm-hmm. One of these days, we'll get a mic for Paula. I mean, we're not being cheap, I swear. She just uh, she's back and forth on the whole mic thing. So, Paula, Drew, you'll watch the show. If you can just text me after the show. Have you seen uh, the additional evidence they had on Trump outside of the dossier? Let me answer for Drew. No, Dan, I haven't. Thank you, Drew, because I know that's what he's going to say. So we're now a four for four. You understand Democrats get to say whatever they want. Nobody challenges them. And then they go on a show with a really brilliant host like Maria who goes, Really? There's a larger mosaic? Because nobody's actually seen that. And then she brings up the hilarious, well, the Mueller report didn't exactly say there was no wrongdoing. Um, No, that's exactly what it said. Mueller was charged with investigating criminal wrongdoing, Joe, not moral high crimes and misdemeanor, right? Yeah. Was Mueller the was Mueller the high priestess of the uh, uh, of a uh, high priest of new, some new religion where they asked him to investigate moral crimes? Donald Trump, we think in his head, liked Putin and he shouldn't have. That's not what any of this was about. It was a criminal investigation for criminal wrongdoing, which Mueller conclusively, despite a corrupt hack group of investigators who hated Donald Trump and were politically motivated to take him down, still couldn't find anything wrong. And of course, Valerie Jarrett, known liar, police stater, has to go on a national show on Fox Business and say otherwise, because she's a liar. And that's what liars do. They lie. Now, here's the second block of this. This is the B block of this specific segment here. Why are they taking now the move on approach? Well, one, because they do it all the time. Because Democrats do evil, awful things. And when they're caught, they use the media to say, look at these Republicans trotting out these old days. They got time to move on. That's number one. But they want to move on now and they're desperate to move on because as the information trickles out, which it shouldn't, and that's why, by the way, Christopher Wray at the FBI is a total disaster. Christopher Wray at the FBI knows the trickle theory. And instead of just letting us see the information and just pulling the bandaid off, he is part and parcel to this whole move on tactical approach. I hope you all understand that, right? The director of the FBI is not on the side of, of honesty, transparency, truth, or justice. If you believe that, I'm very sorry. Why move on? Because they're terrified of what's really going to come out. And every day we've done a good job exposing this. Yesterday we brought up the connections again between the spying scandal, the impeachment scandal, and what's going on now. They're all the same thing, folks. Understand this. Top level. The Democrats hated Trump. They weaponized the government to spy on him. When the spying operation did not keep him from winning the election, they moved on to appointing Bob Mueller. 
Now, you may say to investigate what? They knew collusion was a hoax. Bob Mueller wasn't investigating anything. They knew collusion was a hoax from the start. The whole goal of moving from step one, Spygate, the spying scandal, to Mueller was to get Trump to mess or toy with the Mueller team so that Mueller could charge him with obstruction of justice. That was step two. None of that worked either. Mueller was forced to conclude an investigation he knew was a phony from the start. You understand? And when that didn't work, they moved on to impeachment using another hoax, that there was some quid pro quo in a phone call that didn't happen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the same players. Let's prove it right now. Let's go to this Red State piece number one, a terrific one by one of my favorite, um, I don't want to call him a new writer. I just haven't seen much of him before, but I'm really quickly falling in love with his content. Um, writes under the nom de plume, a shipwreck crew, apparently a former FBI or Justice Department official, but uh, writes at Red State. This article is terrific. Again, go to Bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe to my show notes. We'll email you these articles every day. Read this. It's a good one. FBI interview of Christopher Steele's primary subsource was to prepare him to work directly with Crossfire Hurricane Team. Huh? What? <laughs> the headline in and of itself is hilarious. So the FBI figures out this dossier's garbage. They go right to the source of the dossier who says, hey, I got the information from another source. And instead of just verifying it's garbage, you're like, hey, you want to work directly with us? So, but that's, that's for another day. This is more about the connections between Spygate, the Mueller probe, and impeachment. Check this out. So the guy, the Department of Justice official, the lawyer, David Laufman, right, who is at this interview with Steele's source, his big source, who's given him all the PP tape and other stuff, or I'm going to be clear, Steele says he's getting it from this guy. He's not. Steele's making this up. I just want to be clear because I've been going back and forth with my buddy Stephen McIntyre. It's a great Twitter account. I don't want it in any way misconstrued. Steele, the dossier is made up. Svetlana Lakova knows it. A bunch of great Twitter researchers know it. The dossier's made up. It's fake. It's fake information attributed to real people. We clear? Okay, good. I see you nodding your head because I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I'm saying. It's, it, this source Steele said was his source, it's, it's all made up. He said he got it from him. He just, Steele made it up. But they do interview at some point this guy who Steele says he got the information from. And it's interesting because this Department of Justice attorney shows up, this guy by the name of David Laufman. Why is Laufman there? He's a DOJ attorney. And who does Laufman work for? Keep in mind, folks, Laufman has to know this is all garbage at this point. Why does he show up with the FBI for a proffer? A proffer. Now, what's a proffer? I don't want to talk uh, jargon. A proffer is what we used to, he calls it a queen for a day deal in the article. We called it a king for a day deal. It's not misogynistic, it was just, that's just what it was. We called it a king for a day deal. If I catch Joe Armacost in a, a bank robbery scandal and he has co-conspirators I need information on, sometimes when you're a federal agent, you'll do a proffer, king for a day deal. You bring Joe in with his lawyer and the deal is this. You're the king for a day, Joe. Whatever you say to us in this proffer session, this interview, mm -hmm. We will not use it against you in a subsequent trial unless you lie to us. It happens all the time. I've done tons of them when I was a Secret Service agent. If he lies or she lies in the meeting, then we can use it against them. They're good, these King for a Day deals. Why? Because the defendant's lawyer becomes your best friend. Because the lawyer's typically nudging them going, don't tell them the truth or they're going to use it against you. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why we use it. This guy, this subsource, 
was brought in for a proffer. Why was he brought in for a proffer? This is really weird. Look who's there at the meeting. So let's go to this piece by ship, shipwreck crew. Well, again, I'm really starting to dig his work there. He says, I'm also curious about Laufman's presence in the proffer. Why him? He says the reliability of the source and the verification of his information was a key issue in the ongoing Carter Page FISA that was supervised and approved by the Office of Intel and the National Security Division. Why wasn't the Office of Intel chief attending the meeting? Was it to contain the information? Keep this up a second here. In other words, folks, were they really concerned that this guy was going to come out and say, hey, this whole dossier is garbage. I didn't tell Steele any of this. He goes on. Laufman, the lawyer, is a partisan Democrat loyalist. He's made that clear since he left government. That's a question Mary McCord should answer since she was the acting assistant attorney general for the National Security Division at the time. And it would have been her decision, assuming she made it, to have Laufman interact with Danchenko, the primary subsource, and his attorney, and then attend the FBI interview. All right, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yes, it is. What does that mean? Question number one, why was a Democrat Party loyalist, we now know, Laufman, working in the DOJ, why was he there and who sent him? Was he there to screen what this source was going to say? To make sure what he said got back, basically, to people in the Spygate plot? Hey, guys, we're in trouble. I was in this interview with the source for Steele, and he said it's all BS. Keep in mind, what's in that proffer is supposed to generally stay in that proffer? Generally speaking. Was he there more as kind of an eyes and ears, Joe, if you know what I mean, mm -hmm. than actually as a lawyer representing the Justice Department's interests? And who was his boss again? Mary McCord, who we would assume had to know about this, that he was going to talk to this big source for steel about PP tape stuff and Russian collusion, right, Joe? Huge interview. Mm -hmm. January of 2017, Mary McCord had to know. Why did she send him? Why didn't she go? Well, who's Mary McCord? Let's go to this piece for the Epic Times. It'll be in the show notes. It's from earlier in the year, but it's worth rereading again. Intel watchdog who vetted whistleblower complaint tied to top lawyer in Democrat impeachment effort. What? Now I'm really confused. So Mary McCord, DOJ supervisor, sends David Laufman, a Democrat Party loyalist, to sit in on an interview with the guy who supposedly was the source for the PP dossier? Who's Mary McCord? Now, from this Epic Times piece. Well, this is interesting. Prior to his confirmation as the Intelligence Committee Inspector General, Michael Atkinson served as the senior counsel to Mary McCord. Well, who was Michael Atkinson, who worked for McCord, too? He was the assistant gen uh, attorney general at the Department of Justice, according to a questionnaire uh, Atkinson submitted to the Senate committee. McCord, who left her post in May of 2017, now serves as the legal director at the Institute for Constitutional Advocacy and Protection. She's a law professor at Georgetown University. And she's also listed as the top outside attorney for the House Democrats. In the legal fights tied to impeachment? <laughs> mm. So just to be clear so we can tie this up. What did I tell you? 
I told you that Spygate, the Mueller probe, and the impeachment probe were all one continuation of the same scandal, the scandal to get Trump out of office. When one didn't work, Spygate, they jumped to Mueller. When Mueller didn't work, they went to impeachment. It was all the same players. So you're telling me the guy, Laufman, who shows up at a meeting with Steele's PP tape source, that guy works for Mary McCord. Mary McCord, who was the boss of the inspector general who approved the fake whistleblower complaint against Trump, which started the impeachment scandal. McCord was Atkinson's boss. And McCord is also the boss of the lawyer, the Democrat hack lawyer she sent to the proffer session with Steele's primary subsource in January. And then McCord conveniently leaves after that and becomes one of the attorney advisors to Adam Schiff during the impeachment trial. Ladies and gentlemen, as I've repeatedly over and over said to you again and again, they all know each other. They're all connected. This was all one big, giant Charlie Foxtrot, which I lay out in my next book, which you're going to love. All right, um, let me get to my final sponsor. And I got some uh, I got some Antifa stuff, a video I really wanted to get to yesterday. And their interesting change in propaganda. It's a wall of vets now, Joe. A wall of vets with Antifa. Mm. It's the wall of vets. As if, like, because you claim to be a veteran, some of them are, some of them aren't, at the Antifa wall of vets. If you claim to be a veteran, you can now join a racist, fascist terror group. And don't worry, it's a wall of vets. I'm going to talk about that propaganda thing in a minute, how we're not falling for that for a second. Uh, final sponsor today, our friends at My Patriot Supply. Listen, every day we aren't just witnessing the spread of the coronavirus, we're seeing the spread of fear. The markets are very volatile. Demand for basic necessities, as we've seen, we don't need to be told about it. It's gone through the roof. We've had meat disappearing in certain places. Listen, scary stuff. Be prepared. Be prepared. You don't have to be anxious about any of this. Just be prepared. According to My Patriot Supply, they have some older customers with health conditions that don't want to go out, and they've actually been living off their emergency food supply. Others are under self-quarantine. Some don't want to face the mob for a loaf of bread. Go to preparewithdan.com today. Don't wait. Ensure your food supply. Reserve your two or four week emergency food kit today. Don't wait. These meals include breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. They last up to 25 years in storage, so you are prepared. My Patriot Supply has been a trusted partner for years. They've been working around the clock to keep, uh, clock to keep up with your orders. The current wait is eight to 12 weeks because demand has been through the roof at 80 times normal. I got mine. I got another order coming in soon. We have no idea how long this crisis will last. It's important to be self-reliant. It's not too late. Go to preparewithdan.com and ensure your food supply today. Don't wait. Preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com. Okay. So I wanted to get to this yesterday, but it's been such a loaded show. So much going on. We got Barr's testimony today, which uh, of course we'll, we'll cover and we'll give you the full, full scope on what happened there tomorrow. So don't you worry about that. But uh, the riots in Portland, the riots, you know, they're not peaceful protest. You can take that elsewhere, please. All right, just please stop the nonsense. Antifa doesn't know how to peacefully protest. They're a racist, fascist terror group that likes to attack innocent men, women, and children. Um, they're an anti-First Amendment activist group. That's all they are. So if you want to propagandize people, you can take that stuff elsewhere. I'm not interested. So here's just a quick video for those of you watching on YouTube, for those of you listening. Uh, this is Antifa, you know, the, the peaceful, they call themselves anti-fascist. They're actually, I like to call them pro-Tifa. I know it should be profa, but I like pro-Tifa better. I call them profa or pro-Tifa. Pro, pro, they're pro-fascism, that's what they do. Here's the uh, lovely little tyrants at Antifa shining blinding high-powered lasers um, into the eyeballs of federal agents. 
uh, blinding them. And you have to wonder where the money's coming from with Protifa, right? Where are they getting the money for the... Oh, there you go. High-powered lasers right into the eyeballs, blinding federal agents. But don't worry, Joe. They're, Antifa says they're fighting fascism. They're fighting fascism. Check that video out, youtube.com slash Bongium. They do this every night. High-powered lasers, eyeballs, blinding. We have federal agents who will not recover some of their sight from this, who had lasers shown into their eyeballs. Where's the money coming from? What about for the saws they're using to cut down the fences in their peaceful protests? The media defends them. Why? Because as I've told you repeatedly, the media, you know, liberals, liberals, media, same thing. The activists, they need shock troops. They've always had shock troops. Big government tyrants, otherwise known as liberals and pro-Tifa, they have always had shock troops on the front lines to do their dirty work. To create chaos and fear. Chaos and fear do two things. Chaos, when it's a Republican administration, creates the perception that the country's out of control under Donald Trump. So they love the chaos. And that's why the media, the liberal media supports it. Yeah, but Dan, people could be hurt. Folks, please stop. They don't care about that. You actually think they care about people getting hurt? I'm sorry if you've been misled to believe liberal media folks actually care about federal agents getting hurt. I'm very sorry. That is. A fallacy. They don't care. They also need these shock troops on the front line for fear. They need to scare people. They need to frighten you into submission. I'm not kidding. They're hoping you won't speak out. They're hoping with their tech tyrant buddies suppressing speech that any alternative thought on anything will be wiped from the airwaves and anyone who dares to speak out otherwise in circumvention of the tech tyrants will be so scared because Antifa, Protifa, will show up at your house. <laughs> Again, I know it's Profa. I prefer Protifa. I like Protifa. Pro-fascist group. That's it. That's what they are. They're the biggest pro-fascist group in the United States right now. Now, Jerry Nadler, you may have seen this, and uh, I'm, I'm a day late on this. I'm sorry. But the great Fleckus, we love Fleckus, Fleckus Talks. On social media, he's terrific. Uh, Fleckus caught, uh, he does these man on the street interviews. He caught up with the uh, hapless Jerry Nadler. And Nadler had this to say. And, and again, we talk, we, this show has been largely about strategy. The left's move on strategy. Notice the move on strategy here handled a different way with Jerry Nadler. Hack Democrat from New York. Nadler's asked about the violence we've all seen, the laser videos I've shown, the saws, the beatings on police officers and stuff. And here's Nadler's response. Again, taking the move on approach. Check this out. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? That's, that's, that, that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Sir, sure, there's, there's videos everywhere violence. online. There's fires and riots. There's th they're throwing fireworks at uh, federal officers. DHS is there. Look online. It gets crazy, Mr. Nadler. Wow, so... Thinks it's fake news. Antifa's a myth. Yeah, Antifa's a myth in Portland. Meanwhile, the whole city is on fire, and they're trying to burn down the courthouse. Hat tip the great Fleckus, who we love on this show, F L E C C A S. He always gets the best man on the street interviews. So Antifa's a myth, folks. Joe, do you know that? It's all a myth. We made no, it up. I didn't it's know all that. fabricated. Mm. Videos. Doctor Joe, move on. Right? Move on. Yeah. There's nothing to see here. It's, you uh. see a. Joe, you get the connection, right? Oh, yeah, that was There's a reason I discussed yeah, both of these stories practice, yeah. today. Yeah, it was great. 
Yeah. This is how they do it. Yeah. It's all a myth. Stop promoting conspiracy theories. That was so last night when that cop got blinded. That was so seven hours ago. He'll recover his vision like never. Don't worry about it. This is the Democrats. These are sick, evil people. You understand that, right? Listen, side note, on a very serious note. I had a friend. I'm obviously not going to disclose who because they didn't give me permission to do so, but a very influential one who called me the other day. Folks, literally, not figuratively, in tears at the status of this country right now. Not kidding. Paula was in the car with me. A very influential person. Absolutely in tears at how bad of a situation we are looking at. These are not political fights anymore. They appear as such. These are seriously moral and ethical fights for our future that if we lose, I can't, I, I can't, I don't know what's going to happen. Now, I don't want to ever leave you depressed. I said to this individual what I'll say to you now. Sometimes we need to hit the bottom, the dregs of the barrel, before we realize how bad it is in rebound, but we always have. I lived through it in New York. I've seen it, where the city, it took a while. I'm not going to lie to you. It may not turn around overnight, but it always does. I watched the city descend into total madness. Crime everywhere. You were not safe in even the good neighborhoods. And eventually, people got tired of it, elected Rudy Giuliani, and the city turned around. I am convinced that's going to happen here. Call me an optimist, whatever. Say I'm out of touch. I don't care. I just don't believe where I, I, I don't believe it. I believe this country's really been blessed by God. And that maybe sometimes we just need a bad wake up call. How long that wake up call is going to last? I don't know. How many are going to have to die? I don't know. But I believe the combination of the tech tyranny, the street violence, the criminality, leftists with no moral compass at all, and a general hatred to the United States, that, that witch's brew can't possibly can't possibly go on. You can't tell me that half the country is going to support that agenda. You just can't. Infanticide, other, the other stuff, open borders. Nah. No, that's not who, it's, it, that's that, when people, that's not who we are. No, that's legitimately not who we are. That's who the loser class is. And that's not us. Again, call me an optimist. Call me out of touch. I'm, that's fine. I'm not going, I'm going down with the ship. I said a prayer last night, and I encourage you to as well. If you're a man or woman of faith or not, doesn't even matter. I said, God, let me fight this fight to the end. I'm not kidding, because I, I sometimes get frustrated too. But let me fight this fight to the end. Till my Take my last breath of oxygen. Generations before us have had a lot tougher fights than us. Stay in it. So there's an article up at BizPack on exactly this. I want you to be very careful about Protifa, you know, the pro-fascist terror group. Um, they're experts at propaganda. They are, and they, they're financed by people who understand propaganda. So this is an article at BizPack. They're talking about me, but I don't put it up for that reason. It says, Bongino stands up to the so-called wall of vets at riots. Being a vet doesn't absolve you for supporting racist, fascist Antifa. I said that, and they covered it in a piece, and I'll say it again now. What they're doing now is they're realizing that they're engaged in a long-term propaganda war. Propaganda, an effort to instill false ideas into the public to garner public support on your side. Joe, why are they losing that propaganda war, Antifa? Let me just pose a question to you in a different form. 
Do you think it works well, Joe, for the sane crowd? I'm not talking about the leftist lunatic liberals, but I mean sane people, you know, Democrats, mainstream Democrats, even maybe mainstream Republicans may not like the president. Whatever. I'm talking about just sane people have different political ideas. Mm -hmm. Do you think a good strategy to get them to support your pro Tifa cause is to have videos out there of you dressed in ninja garb, lasering the eyeballs of federal agents while burning down and graffitiing the federal courthouse yeah. and attacking innocent men, women, and children on the streets? Yeah. You think that's an effective propaganda? Thank you. Thank very you. bad I, optics, yeah. Very, yeah. very bad, Joe. Thank you. Joe. Joe's great. Joe doesn't always say it's not good. He's very bad. He goes right to the <laughs> bottom. Good, very bad. Thank you, Joe. Moment of clarity by Armacost, <laughs> which we always need. Very bad. Joe's right, of course, as he always is. So what's happening here? So Protifa knows that beating the mm, out of people and uh, doing it on camera in packs is probably not a good idea. So now they brought out, Joe, the wall of vets. The wall, the wall of, of vets. vets. Mm. The wall of vets was buttressed by the wall of moms and the wall of dads. Ladies and gentlemen, let me, a message to the wall of vets. I say vets because some of the people in there, I'm sure are not vets. Those who are vets, you get nothing. You will find no quarter from us for supporting a racist, fascist terror group that blinds law enforcement officers with high-powered lasers, destroys public property it doesn't own, threatens people at will, doxes innocent people, and attacks men, women, and children whenever they feel like it in packs, and fires at them in some cases with farms. You get nothing. Your service gets you nothing. Zero. You understand that. If you were appealing to like, we'll say we're vets, and everybody else, worked. you got the wrong crew because don't think for a second we're this stupid. That same logic applies to the wall of moms. Moms, by the way, some of them, by the way, who were the same women there the night before who just changed shirts. Said, I'm the wall of moms now or the wall of dads. That gets you nothing. And by the way, the same exact logic applies to anyone with any political ideology. In other words, Joe, you don't get to claim I'm a vet, I'm a mom, I'm a dad, and I've decided to join Al-Qaeda, but I'm a vet. The wall of vets for Al-Qaeda. No, no, it doesn't work that way. No. Protifa's a terror group. That's what they are. You get nothing. You will get nothing from me or anyone listening to the show. Whatever propaganda you think you're doing will be immediately discredited by me every day. And we have an audience big enough to expose it. The wall of moms. So I'll say to the wall of moms, vets, and dads, why do you support a racist group of fascist terrorists like Protifa? No, they're not racist. Really? Here's an interesting piece by the Washington Examiner. It's fascinating about Protifa. Here's a uh, quote. So uh, DHS agents in Portland, this is by Paul Bedard, protesters seek to embarrass and defeat Trump and they are catatonic with hate. They're talking about Protifa and the peace. So here's a uh, little quote from the lovely little tyrants at Protifa. Uh, these racist, uh, ugh, gosh, it's hard to not curse on this show talking about Protifa. So one of the agents there added, this is a quote from one of the uh, federal agents on the ground. Quote, I'm seeing African-American Federal Protective Service inspectors, 20-year law enforcement officers, being called the N-word to their face for the first time in their careers by scrawny, pasty, white, booger-eating, communist blank heads. Because we're on radio. 
That's a pretty great description of Protifa. Snuggy wearing. Yeah. Hostess cupcake eating in your basement. Hot pockets dwelling. 18-year-old slobs with no education, no job, and no meaning to their lives who walk up to black federal agents and drop the N-bomb on them. Why? Because it's Antifa. It's a racist, fascist terror group. A wall of vets. You get nothing. You get nothing. You join this group. You are a racist too. You support this? You support this? Calling uh, dedicated federal protective service officers who happen to be black? You drop. You support dropping N-bombs on them? Oh, I'm just checking. I found our group. No, no, it's your group, Protifa. We're with the wall of vets, though. You're with the wall of morons. This is who you're really with. And the wall of racists and fascists. You get nothing. All right, on a lighter note, I mentioned this story yesterday. Hold your horses on this one. That was my mother. Remember that? People don't say that anymore. Remember when we were oh, younger? Yeah. That was a thing. Hold your horses. My mother, Hold your horses, <laughs> kids. Hold your horses. I mentioned this yesterday. I saw this and I was like, this can't, I, I can't believe this story. Outside of Tucker's show on Fox, I have not heard this story anywhere. So apparently there's some people who used to work with government entities on a UFO project hmm. who came out with some pretty stunning information that Joe is magically, I'm not suggesting there's any conspiracy like right. David Duchovny, Jillian Anderson style here, but I think the media cycle is so heavy. Like how a story like this got lost, I'm just unsure. Let's go right to this. This is from New York Mag. Again, story be up in the show notes. Check it out. The, this It's not a joke. It's not the Babylon Bee. This is by an Adam K. Raymond. The Pentagon has reportedly found off-world vehicles not made on this earth? Huh? Wait, come again? Where were they made? I saw this yesterday. <laughs> yeah. uh, where, exactly. Yeah. Where were they made? Where? Uh, not made on this earth. Is there another earth? I don't know. Is there another? No. What, what, where were they made? That's kind of a bold statement, no? You bet, brother. And um. I, I haven't heard it. Anymore. I brought this up. To, the only reason yesterday I didn't get to it is probably two minutes before I went on the air. It popped on my uh, parlor feed there. And I said, wait, I'm reading this. Like, is this the onion from the piece? I'm not kidding. This is, this is real stuff. So in March, an astrophysicist, Eric Davis, who spent years working as a consultant for the Pentagon's UFO program and is now a defense contractor, he gave a classified briefing to the Defense Department on what he called off-world vehicles not made on this Earth. In other words, spaceships. <laughs> Good one. Did you watch that show? Dude. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I used to love that show. Yeah. What? You know where that's from? If you like that? I'm not a good whistler. Joe's a whistler. Joe plays harmonica too. Oh. Joe's, I'm the terrible way. I still can't do that thing with it. But oh. that's the best X-Files I can do. Yeah, so great. A guy gave him, what was the briefing about exactly? Off-world vehicles not made on the shirt? Like, I think we should see that briefing, no? Like, uh, what kind of vehicles? Like a Shelby Mustang or something? What are we talking about here? 
Are we talking about like flying object? Are they wheel-based objects? Hovercraft? Like, are they those little like, remember those little hoverboards that every parent tried to get on and nearly smashed <laughs> their skulls on? Remember those that were popular a few Christmases ago? Yeah, I made that mistake too. Nearly ripped my hamstring out. Oh. There's more from this article. This is fascinating. Now, the reason this uh, snippet from the article is interesting is, remember Harry Reid, Democrat hack, former Senate uh, majority leader, minority leader? Harry Reid was a powerful man in Congress, and he was a senator from the great, great state of Nevada, you know, where a lot of this stuff is alleged to have been found. Mm -hmm. He had a comment on this. So let me, just, this is, let me just read this. So this is from this piece again. So the Times reports, quote, among a small group of former government officials and scientists with security clearances who, without presenting physical proof, that's important. So they didn't have any physical stuff there, but they say they are convinced that objects of undetermined origin have crashed on Earth with materials retrieved for study? What the heck is this? It goes on. Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid is quoted in the article too, but his comments are hedged, the typical politician style. According to Times, Harry Reid, this guy was a very powerful Democrat, folks, said, quote, he believed that crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred. And that any recovered material should be studied. Wow. Kind of a fascinating hedge, right, Joe? Yeah. May have occurred. That may have You think we should know about that may? Like that may is kind of a big word, right? Kind of like the briefing of the unknown objects not built on Earth. As Joe said, like, okay, where were they built then? Yeah. Built where? Do you have any ideas? Jupiter? Was it like on some moon base? Like where exactly? Do we have do we have a base on Saturn we're unaware of? Are we sitting on the rings, you know, pumping out the latest F-150 Raptor? I mean, I'd like to know exactly where exactly that happened. Is some alternate universe? Is this like Ad Astra? You know, crazy uh, space baboons? Remember that? Uh, the guys, like, where exactly they build this stuff? Read this. It's not even a long article. No. It's up in my show notes today. I get it. It's a left-wing rag, but the article's not partisan. And in the case of Harry Reid, who was a disaster, it's interesting to note that he said this and couched it in conditionals. Like, well, there may be recovered objects and space material. There, really? You seen that stuff? My experience with politicians is they don't say things like that unless they have a reason to hedge your comments and a good one. Strange stuff, folks. Strange stuff. All right, I had some other stories. I, I wanted to get to this Trump thing on school choice. I'm going to have to get to it tomorrow. Um, it is an important story, though. I got that. I've got a Supreme Court case, too. John Roberts fails us again. No. John Roberts. Now, oh, yeah. <laughs> Done with Roberts. Please don't ever on this show suggest to me again or email me. We have a conservative Supreme Court. There, we don't. We have a liberal. There's no swing vote anymore. John Roberts is fully liberal now. I'll try to get to that tomorrow. We will get to it at some point this week. I just keep pushing stuff off because there's so much going on. And I will get to bar tomorrow as well. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to my podcast on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Bongino. And follow me on Parler and Twitter. Again, I'm not telling you to retreat. I'm telling you to be tactically smart and establish a home base where you will not be under attack and you won't have to play a card game with someone with a marked deck. I'm at D. Bongino on those platforms. Check them out. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for understanding. And my deep apologies if I came off a little frustrated in the beginning. I just want to fight the fight and win. That's it. Talk is cheap. The do matters. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.